Welcome to the Evangel Temple Youth Ministries Podcast. You're about to listen to another message from Pastor Isaac Worley. We pray that this message would be instrumental in God speaking to you and drawing you closer to Him. Now, here's today's sermon. Everyone doing okay? Sarah was right. This is going to be a unique night. Um, in fact, it's a unique series uh, the next four weeks are going to be different than our typical weeks, and, and what I mean by that is that um, normally we are going through a large portion of Scripture, right, just uh, chunk by chunk. We've been doing, uh, maybe chunk is a weird word, but uh, going just through it, we've, we've done different books like Second John and, and Ruth and Mark, we've done uh, the Sermon on the Mount, right? You go through these large passages of scriptures, but then we'll also, we also, every once in a while, do topical sermons. And um, so we've done pain and suffering and God's will and how to critique other people's sins, right? All these different, like, what do we do with these issues or these topics? Uh, well, this one is a unique topical series. So we're not going through a big portion of scripture, but instead we are actually um, going to be looking at the culture of ETYM. And more specifically, why does ETYM do the things that we do? Why do we have services or why do we have that event or that event or that program or uh, this program? Why do we do anything that we do? Sarah and I wanted to just stop and really take inventory of, it's really easy to go week by week and just start doing things. And people are like, hey, can we do this? And we're like, yeah, sure. And then you just have everything that we do. And sometimes you need to just stop and, and think, are all these things going to the, the mission that we want to be chasing after? Is this all go to the vision in which we really see ETYM uh, focusing in on? And so Sarah and I did that. We took inventory of everything that makes ETYM's regular functions um, and we, we just said, what do we want to do and how do we make all this fit? Uh, we came up with this, grow and live. Without getting ahead of myself, this sermon series title uh, is basically talking about the two ways in which ETYM, the two major things that ETYM wants to do in your lives. We want to help you grow with Christ. We want you to grow uh, with Him and in Him to be more like Him. We want you to have ways and opportunities for you to grow yourselves internally for your own life, for you to grow. But then also we want outlets for you to live like Christ, not only to grow in Christ or to grow to be like Christ, that's internal, but then also we want you to externally have ways to live like Christ out in the world. And so everything that we do falls in one of those two categories. Either it helps you grow in Christ, or to grow uh, looking like Christ, or it's going to help you live like him out in that world. That, that's everything that we, we have here at ETYM. It better fall in one of those categories, or else it's just not fitting the mission or the vision that we have. But that's getting ahead of myself. Um, have you guys ever thought about what the, the major goal of a Christian's life is? Like, as a Christian, what is your goal in life? think about that? That's a big like life question, like where did everything come from kind of question. What is a Christian's goal? You're a Christian, so what's your life goal? Your, your main goal? Any, any ideas? What would you guys throw out there? What would you say? Yeah, Bryce. To glorify God. Anyone else? What? To go to heaven. Is that the goal of Christian life? Yeah? Do what? 
Tell others about Christ. Okay. Anything else? Getting others to heaven. <laughs> so, so Josh is talking a little bit about that you experience getting to go to heaven and others experience. You're saying tell others about Christ. Bryce, I think, hit it on the head and just kind of summing up everything, glorifying God, that God would be pleased, that God would be uh, praised, that God would be exalted. That is, if you remember, we actually had a sermon series on this very question, what is man's chief purpose, if you remember that uh, terminology, the chief purpose of man is to glorify God and enjoy him. And so, um, really, I would say, what is the Christian's goal? I would say it's that we should want to exalt God in everything we do and to seek his pleasure, that we would build up his pleasure in anything that we can do. We're, we're, we're here for him kind of thing, right? But that's just not always thought about. As a Christian, I was actually just uh, scrolling through Facebook two nights ago or something like that, and somebody I graduated with from Evangel, uh, from Evangel, unnamed, well, I'm not going to say his name, but um, graduated with him. He was in uh, physical therapy, I think was his uh, major, and he, he was just talking about all these different things that he's doing and life updates, right, how people do that now, and, um, and he, he said in this video, my destiny, I know, is to help people love their bodies more. I know that God's will for my life is that I would help people enjoy or just be happier with themselves and to be in a good physical state, right? And he was just saying, he was, he was throwing these big words out like God's will and God's destiny for me. And I just stopped and thought like maybe that's like a, a way in which you fulfill your, your call in life, but your call is so much bigger than helping somebody else shred uh, their, their body or, or drop 30 pounds. Like your, your will, God's will for your life is so much more than your occupation. Your, your call in life, your, your goal in life should just be to glorify God, to exalt him, to lift him up, to point other people to him that he would receive the praise more. And, uh, and we just don't always think about that. It's really sad. A lot of Christians don't. Uh, but we want to at ETYM, we want you guys just have it drilled into your minds and in your hearts that you just want more than anything else that God would be lifted up, that God would be exalted, that God would be recognized in the majesty that he has and in the, the glory that he demonstrates. We just want it to be socially recognized. We want everyone to see what we see, how good he is, right? We just want him to be recognized and worshiped and praised and exalted. Um, and so I think that's the goal, and that's the focal point of what we do here at ETYM. Uh, I think a lot of churches, and I'm not trying to bash on churches or youth groups that do things differently than us, not at all, um, uh, but that's one thing, actually, reason why we, we don't really do a whole lot of the games and everything like that. You might notice that that's just one unique aspect of our youth group. Um, and I think a lot of other churches have gone really far. Um, the modern Christian church has really gone pretty far away from maybe revering God and just wanting to have fun more than anything else. But God and experiencing God is so much more than just fun, Right? That's definitely a component of it, and that's why I love hitting you guys with dodgeballs. Um, enjoying community with one another. Fun's good. It's not bad. It's not evil. But there's so much more that the human hearts and soul needs. We need God in his fullness. And so 
we want to try uh, the best we can to point you to loving God and exalting God and all that you are, to living for him. Uh, and like I said, there's really two ways that we help you do that. We want to help you live your life for God. Specifically, we want to help you grow to be more like him. That is one way that we think you can exalt God or lift him up or praise him or, or make him known, make him pleased. It's whenever you grow to be like him. And the other way is that we can help you live to be like him. When you share the good news of Jesus Christ, God is pleased. He is exalted and he is recognized. So we want to help you live your life for God. I actually said it right here, helping you grow to be more like Christ. God loves it when you grow in looking more like him. That's the first one that I want to look at. Of the two right there, I want to look at this first one, helping you grow to be more like Christ. Just for a second, okay? How do we help you lift Jesus up? We help you grow like him, to be like him and to grow in him because God loves it when you grow in looking more like him. And if you just think about this, it's true, right, with any father with their son or daughter, my, my uh, little brother, I talk about him quite a bit, um, he loves the tractors and the trucks and all that stuff. Um, he's an adopted sibling of mine. My parents adopted him, and uh, so he's not biological to my dad or my mom, uh, but man, he's like a spitting image of my dad. He just loves everything my dad loves. He, my dad is a farmer guy, and so Nathan is crazy about all the tractors and all the trucks, and he he literally knows way more than I do. He was talking the other day about a, um, uh, some piece of equipment, machinery, I don't know. And um, I was like, because I grew up around that stuff, so I, I, know, I know somewhat of it. Um, and he mentioned a brand of skid loader. And I was like, Nathan, that, you're just making stuff up, you know, no telling lies or fibs, right? You kind of t- tell him that, you know, just don't, don't make stuff up. You know, be honest, be truthful. And he's like, I am. And we're like going back and forth. I'm like, no, seriously, Nate, you got to quit being, you got to quit lying. Like, be honest, be truthful, say right brands. And he's like, I am. And I looked it up and that was a true brand, uh, a true company. And I had no clue. So he, he knows way more about machinery than I do. Um, man, that makes my dad happy. Like, that just puts a smile on my dad's face. So it's not his biological son. That is his son, his spitting image son, <laughs> He fulfills something that I never could have. <laughs> but he, uh, he just, he loves it that that is his adopted son. But man, that's his son because his son is looking like him and being like him. And that's true for us spiritually. Our heavenly father, when he adopts us as sons and daughters, when we start to look like him, we start to take on his characteristics. We start to take on his passions and his interests, what he cares about. When we start to shape our lives to be like him, he loves it. He loves it, so he is exalted as you guys grow to be like him. Whether or not anyone sees it, you being like God, your heavenly Father, he loves it. We see this in Scripture. First um, Thessalonians chapter 4, Paul writes, Additionally, brothers and sisters... Okay, so brothers and sisters in Christ, people who are supposed to look like their heavenly father, Paul says, brothers and sisters, we ask and encourage you in the Lord Jesus that as you have received instructions from us on how you should live and please God, you should love God by living for him and and looking like him and acting right, as you are already doing, do this even more. So Paul is saying, as brothers and sisters in Christ, as the sons and daughters of your heavenly father, We've already told you to live like him 
And you're already doing it, but I'm saying do it even more because it pleases God. Verse two, he says, for you know what commands we gave you through the Lord Jesus. And then verse three is so important for this is God's will. This is God's will for your life. So you're talking destiny, you're talking God's will for your life. This is it, that you are sanctified. This is God's will, your sanctification. That's a big word. Maybe you don't know exactly what sanctification is. That's perfectly fine. Sanctification is simply the process of being like God. You're just becoming holy, being pure in how you live. You are, as a Christian, hopefully five years down the road in your Christian walk, far more sanctified, holy, than you were when you first became a Christian or certainly before you came, became a Christian. Hopefully you, become, you have walked through this process of sanctification. And Paul is saying, this is God's will for your life. This is what God wants. This is how God is pleased in you. This is, this is how God is lifted up and, and, and exalted and praised in your life, that you become like him, that you live like him. So that is one way that you can exalt God or lift God up in how you live, that you would live like him and become sanctified. And that's why David writes in Psalm 19, 14, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, my Lord, my rock, and my redeemer. That is, that is something that we should all pray and desire. We want to live the way God wants us to because it pleases him. Right, so this is a this is a way that we can live out our destinies, if you will. This is what we're called to do. This is that Christians' goal is exalting God, and one way that you exalt God is through living like Him, looking like Him, because He's pleased when you do that. So, how do we help you at Etym? How do we help you grow in Christ? How do we help you grow? to be more like Christ? How do we help you transform who you are to make him pleased because you're looking more like his image, becoming more like your creator? How do we help you do that? Well, one, youth services. We, I believe that as you're in here, you are spending time and communing with God and you're looking more like him as he's shaping you in these services. These are spiritually shaping Youth retreat is the same thing, and youth camp, all of these things, I think, are helping you become more like God. It's shaping the way you live. It's helping you grow to be more like Christ. Also, Sunday school. If you're coming on Sundays and you are spending time in the Word, really studying and working hard at it, that's helping you know His Word and live more for it and according to it. So how do we help you grow? How do we help you grow in Christ, well, we want you to study God's word. And so that's what we do. We, we have Sunday school. We also have fine arts and teen Bible quiz. Through both of those programs, if you don't know what those programs are, that's okay. Fine arts is a way that you can um, harness a skill set or, or grow in an ability uh, to lift his name up. So we help you. We give you opportunities to grow in Christ and in your abilities that he's given you through fine arts, as well as teen Bible quiz, that's memorizing, quoting scripture. All these things are to help you grow in your likeness of God. Practical ways that, that we help you with that. And then social events, even going and playing laser tag, right? It's crazy. But any of, the, any of these kinds of social events, Epic Fall Fest, all these other types of events, spending time with the body of Christ, his bride, 
you guys spending time with one another helps you grow to be more like God together. Me spending time with you guys, you guys make me more like him because you also reflect his image and, and it rubs off on me and vice versa. Whenever I spend time with you guys, I hope and pray that my godliness would rub off on you. And so as the bride of Christ, our community spends time with one another in social events. We are giving you opportunities to grow in your likeness of God. So that's one way that we really want to help you in what, you've call, what you're called to do. And that's just to lift God up and everything you are to look like him, to grow like him. But there's also the second way. We want to help you not only grow to be like God, but we want to help you live like God, to live more like Jesus. So that's less of the internal focus, help you guys grow, work on yourself, and it's more helping you guys love other people like Jesus called you to do. Let me, let me kind of talk through this a little bit, okay? He is glorified, or he loves it when you share him with the world. Let me explain that a little bit. Just like how, you remember how I was just talking about my, my dad loves it when his son looks like him? My, my dad loves it whenever Nathan looks like him. It makes him proud. It makes him excited. My dad also loves it and is flattered and is happy when his son might go tell other friends, hey, you need to meet my dad. My dad is super cool. I want you to meet my dad. Like, he is, he is awesome, and he's pulling his friends to meet his dad. It's the same with us. We please our Heavenly Father, not only when we look more like him, and it makes him proud, but when we point other people to him and say, look at my Heavenly Father. This is how you glorify God. This is how you worship God, and we want to help you do that. We want to help you point other people to Jesus. The best way to do that, I think, is to look like him and love like him in the world around us. A major way that we show the world our God is by living like him and loving like him. You guys remember the text we just went through? The, uh, what was it? What was the passage? Do I? Oh man, that was like, Mm, that's good. But I was even talking about the sermon series, so, but that was right on. What was it? Sermon on the Mount. First Thessalonians 4. Mm, girl, high five. Come on now. Oh, yeah, you too. Yeah. We just got done with the Sermon on the Mount, and that is all about pointing people and loving God by showing God to other people. We want to help you show the world your heavenly Father, and one of those ways is living like him and loving like him. Remember uh, Matthew 5, 14 through 16, it says, You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under the basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. So you want to go live like God out in the world, live like Jesus, so that what? That God would be glorified, that they would see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. A major way that we can uh, love the world like Jesus is living like Jesus. So they can see the way we live, see the way that we act, and say, there's something different about them. So 
How can we love the world like Jesus? Well, there's three specific ways that I'm going to highlight. The first one is with our time. You can love the world like Jesus with your time to where they would see the way you serve them and you give your, your time to them and they would worship God. So with our time. I mean, I think I even had a text here on this. Matthew 5, 41. Again, Sermon on the Mount. The, the person might ask you to go one mile with them to carry their bags, to take all their stuff and you carry it for them and Jesus says, no, go do two miles for them. Carry it two miles for them, not just one. And that, through that, we can point people to Jesus and say, look at my heavenly Father. So we want to serve people with our time. We want to serve people with our prayers. Matthew 5 is a really hard passage because in there it says, pray for those who, what? Persecute you. Not just your brothers and sisters, not just those who love you. But pray for those who persecute you. We want to love the world like Jesus by praying for those who persecute us. He says at the end of Matthew 5, what difference is it if you care for and love somebody that is just like you or they're part of your family? Now what makes you stand out and noticeable is if you love them and care for them when they're your enemy. So we want to love the world and point them to our Heavenly Father and say, look at how transforming He is in my life by not only serving them, but praying for them. And then lastly, with our money. Ooh, We want to love the world like Jesus with our money. He assumes in Matthew 6, when you give to the poor, when you give to the poor, when you give to the poor, we should give our money and our time and our prayers. And through that, God would be lifted up by those around us. So, you guys want to do a quick assessment with me? How well does ETYM do at this? That we grow together and we live like Jesus out there. It's not, if, if anything, if it, it's not a knock on you guys, it would be a knock on me for giving you opportunities to do either one of those. How well does ETYM do in giving you opportunities to grow in Jesus and then live for him out in that world to where God would be exalted in all of it and God would be worshiped and praised in all of it. How well do we set you guys up to do those two things? Well, I think we do really, really well in setting you guys up to grow in Jesus. We offer this service. We offer Sunday school. We offer fine arts. We offer teen Bible quiz. All that you would become more like your heavenly father and that he would be pleased and he would be proud in you. All of those things are helping you grow in Jesus. And I think we do a really good job at that. But I think, here's the catcher, we need to be better at helping you live like Jesus and say, look at my heavenly father. I want you to see the transforming work he has in my life. I want you to turn and look at and love the same God that I look at and I love. I don't think we give you guys as many opportunities to do that. And so this is what we want to do. This is Sarah was saying at the beginning of the service that we're going to do things a little bit differently in ETYM. Um, that is not taking out anything. We're still having service. We're still having Sunday school. We're still having teen Bible quiz. We're still having fine arts. We're still having youth retreat. We're still having youth camp. We're still having social events. We're doing all those things. Whew. We want you to grow and be like Jesus because he loves it. But we're going to offer opportunities to love the world and point the world to Jesus by living like Jesus in your 
giving of money, giving of time, and giving of prayers. We're going to give you opportunities to do that, to show Jesus to the world that he would be exalted, and you can live out your destiny, your calling, your God's will for your life. So how exactly are we going to be doing that? Let me explain to you the differences that we're going to be having in ETYM coming up. This was like the big secret that everyone's been like, what is all this new initiative thing? Every three months, every three months, we are going to have a new group of students. How I'm going to pick you guys, I have no idea, but it's probably going to be like one from each grade or something like that, a new person from each grade. And uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to pick you guys out every three months. So you might be this first batch in October, I don't know. Uh, but I'm going to pick a group of students every three months, and we're going to get together, and I'm going to buy you coffee or something, and we're just going to hang out, and this is what we're going to talk about. This is what we're going to talk about. I want us to pick a demographic. If you guys know what a demographic is, um, it's a group of people that are in need, and they need help. And we're going to pick out and say, for the next three months, we're going to love this demographic, demographic of people. We're going to love this group of people. So it might be impoverished families. It might be families that just lost a loved one. It might be uh, pregnant women and the unborn population, unborn babies that are facing the threat of abortion or something like that. We want to love that population, whatever population it is. We want to love them for the next three months. They are our mission. We're going to do everything we can to love them and pray for them. So we're going to pick that demographic, and we're going to decide sometime in the next three months, in those next three months, we're going to have a prayer service for that population. So say we're going to be praying for impoverished families, families that are um, very poor and are very needy. Say, when's the best night to host a youth prayer service for these people? And we're just going to spend an hour, an hour and a half, whatever it is, we're just going to pray for these people. We're just going to pray for that group of individuals, that demographic of people. Prayer service. We're also going to pick a day, a Saturday maybe, where we're going to say we're going to go and serve an organization that helps that type of people. So if it's, say, families that have lost a loved one. I know um, Lost and Found down Glenstone helps families that are broken because they've lost a loved one. And so we would say, hey, how can we go serve Lost and Found in the next three months? What Saturday would work to where we say the youth group is going together, we're going to go serve Lost and Found and say, look at our Heavenly Father to whoever it is that's walking in those doors or whatever. So we're going to have a prayer service for that demographic. We're going to have a service day for uh, an organization that helps that demographic. And then we're going to uh, adopt that organization financially. We're not going to be passing plates or anything like this in services, but there will be, um, by that door, a little stand and a box with a, just, a little, just a little slit in it to where you can drop any money you have in the next three months to where at the end of those three, that three-month period, we're going to take all that money and we're going to give it to that organization and just be blessed. That's how we're going to point people to Jesus. We're going to live like Jesus to the world to where they see us and through us glorify our heavenly Father. We want you to grow in Jesus and work on yourself. But we also want you to live like Jesus and point other people to him. All for the glory of God, that he would be lifted up, that he would be pleased, that he would be happy, that he would be glorified. And we want to help you do both of those things. And I think we've been lacking in the helping you live externally for people. And so we're going to be doing that. <clears throat> so that's going to be starting in October. 
And like I said, every three months, so October, November, December is one with one group of people. And then January, February, March, and then April, May, June, July, August, September, and then we would start over, October, November, December. Every three months, we're going to have a new organization, new group of people picking the organization and the demographic, and we're going to love those around us. Make sense? I'm excited about this. This is a change uh, in ETYM. But guys, catch this. This is, this is the end here that I have. This was like the introductory sermon. For the next three weeks, we're going to be looking at how, how specifically we're going to <coughs> we're going to love people financially. We're going to talk about how we're going to love people with our actions and service. And then we're going to talk about how we're going to love people with um, our prayers. So that's the next three weeks in the sermon series. This is just an introduction. introduction. But I have to say this as I'm wrapping up. The only way we're going to change a culture, that is our culture, this is a big change in our culture. Right now, we're, we're 50%. All we do is grow. We need to add to our culture to live externally, to love other people, to point them to Jesus. We need to change our culture. And the only way you're going to change your culture is if we change our hearts. Right now, it's not a burden in our hearts, or at least it hasn't been maybe, a burning fire in us to help and to love and to give and to serve and to pray for. And that's a change in not only culture, but it has to be a change in heart. Not only specifically, I don't know if that's specifically your heart or not, but the heart of ETYM needs to change to love those outside of our walls. So would you, as we get into this time of prayer, would you pray with me? that your own heart as well as the heart of the youth group in general would change and have a fire burning in us for those around us. Because to change our culture, the only way that's going to happen is if we change the heart. God says in Ezekiel 36 that he promises his people, I'm going to give you a new heart to replace your heart of stone a new heart of flesh that beats. And he continues on about how it's going to change the way they live and the way they act and the way they love and the way they serve. And God says, I'm going to give you that heart. And that same exact heart that he promises to give, we see in the Apostle Paul. Paul has that new heart, that heart of flesh that replaces his heart of stone. And he has God's heart. He has God's heart that I, th- I want and I, I need and I just want to serve people around us because I have that new heart, God's heart. Paul has that in Romans 9. And with that new heart, this is what Paul says. He says, I am in anguish and deep sorrow for those who are lost. So much so that he wanted to give up his own relationship with Christ so that they could have it. That's how much he was burdened for these people to know Jesus. Would you and I pray for that kind of heart? A burden that other people at Lost and Found or what other other organization, we just have a burden that they would know Jesus, that they would see our Heavenly Father, so that he would be glorified, that he would be praised, that he would be lifted up. Would you pray with me for a new heart, maybe in yourself, but in the youth group, so that the culture would change. And we would be a group that not only grew in our love for Jesus, but we lived like Jesus externally to where we can live out God's will for us. 
We hope you enjoyed the sermon. If you want to find out more about our youth ministry or any other ministry here at Evangel Temple, you can visit our website at etchurch.org. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you soon.